Hello, I'm Steve, the retired criminal investigator with the Air Force Office of Special Investigations, the Federal Law Enforcement Agency of the United States Air Force. I'm Hannah, the amateur true crime enthusiast. I've been fascinated with my dad's job, and I love starting conversations with him to learn more. Join us each week as we share these conversations with you and discuss a real criminal case that piques our interest. Welcome back, archivists. Welcome back, everybody. I couldn't remember if I said hello or welcome for a second, because mm. it took me a second. How is everyone? <laughs> Are you waiting for everyone to respond? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, I'm you fine. can respond in the comments. I'm fine. We got a little late start, so we're here, though. Yeah, I was mostly just being a pain when I was asking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know. Okay, so we have a... Uh, a long one, a pretty good one. I think we're going to break it up into it's gonna be two parts. Two parts, this'll yes. Be, this will be part one. Part one. Yes. So we are in Iowa today. Iowa. Council oh. Bluffs, Iowa. All right. I don't think we've done anything in Iowa. I don't think so. 1982. Okay. We're talking about... 41 what? years ago. Yes. 39 when this case was originally solved, though. Okay. Because it... Sol solved in 21, so right. 39 years. We're talking about the murder of Lee Rotatori. Lee was the oldest of four children. She was born September 29th, 1949 in Fargo, North Dakota. But she grew up in Rochester, Minnesota. She went on to get her bachelor's degree in dietary services and a master's in food nutrition from the University of Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. She's living cool. all over the place, which is pretty cool. She worked for a Wisconsin firm that came up with food programs for different hospitals, which is pretty cool, and then went to Service Master, which was a Chicago-based firm, but also out of Minneapolis, so it was like a kind of mm -hmm. in two different areas. They contracted food service managers to other hospitals and other different like big places like that. She's described by a few of her friends as just a farm girl at heart. That's in quotations. Mm -hmm. She had a dog, a couple pigs, some turkeys, chickens, and a garden on one of her friend's property. So she definitely loved the outdoors and animals. Another friend went on to describe her as intelligent, articulate, and enthusiastic and said that she was a dedicated and promising professional in her career. So that's just a little backstory of who we're talking about. So in 1982, she is 32 years old. Um, living in Nunica, Michigan with her husband, Gerald Stanley Nemke, but he goes by Jerry, so you'll hear me say Jerry throughout the story. They got married on August 15th, 1978, divorced a year later, and then remarried on December 30th, 1981. She had been previously married and had an 11-year-old son from her first marriage, and that's where her last name comes from. So she ended up not taking jerry's last name oh. just because her son still yeah. had yeah, so okay. she just to make it easier you know it's just a name i suppose yeah i kind of understand it though if like yeah, your yeah. kid She's has a different last name yeah. Yeah. yeah i get it it's a pain in the ass to mm -hmm. pain in the butt to change your name mm -hmm. in june of 1982 she had just gotten a new job as a food service director at edmondson hospital in council bluffs iowa which is almost n a nine-hour drive from where she was living, I said, in Michigan, Nunica, Michigan. Okay, so she's going to so move then. Yes. 
The right. plan is for her to go down first. So her and her husband, Jerry, have yeah. a mobile home that they can like pick up and move. Mm-hmm. That that was the plan. So she's going to go down first, mm-hmm. start her training, do her orientation, and then he's going to look into getting the home picked up and moved all the way to Iowa. Mm-hmm. So he stayed back. So she was staying at the Best Western Frontier Motor Lodge while she was doing her training. Monday, June 21st was her first day of training. And then later in that week on Thursday, she went out with some of her new co-workers, apparently boating out on Lake Manawa, which is according to the Omaha World Herald article that I read. Mm-hmm. And then she stopped at McDonald's before going back to her hotel room that night, which is the 24th. So the next day, after Lee did not show up for work, a coworker called the motel asking if someone could go over and check on her. Now, that was where I got I got that piece of information from the documentary I watched, but then also quite a few articles. There was one article though that said it was actually the cl- the the maid service the next afternoon that uh-huh. went in yeah. so I, either sounds plausible but just so you guys know yeah, there were so two different stories she didn't show up to work and what are you saying friday Who? morning so a right. co-worker called oh. down to the when this is a new co-worker because this remember this okay, is just yeah. her first few days at work yeah, yeah yeah so what i read and what i saw is that the co-worker called the motel and said hey can you just go like go check on them I, I feel like they both could be true, that maybe they said, yeah, the maid service was going to that room at that time anyway. Yeah, it's the sa- it's it really is the same thing, really. If, Either if way, it's a motel it, right? employee yeah. that finds her. Yeah. So the employee around 12.27 p.m. goes to her room and does find Lee stabbed to death in her room. In her room? Mm-hmm. Was the door locked? I'm assuming no. The door was shut, no sign of force force entry. Okay. So they were able they were able to gain right. access though. All right. Um, but like that so that was my question though, like why wasn't like the do not disturb sign up? I, I like, don't know. What's what if what? if the, I'm saying if it's a hotel and the murderer, like why that's weird that's interesting to me that they didn't mm. think because we'll find out this person was pretty meticulous. Okay. All right, yeah. She's in room one oh six, so it is on the like the first floor. First floor, floor. okay. Mm-hmm. Now, it's important to note that this motel is located right next to I-29 and 80 and the South 24th Street Interchange. Mm-hmm. And it's also right near two large truck stops, like main truck stops. All right. So, wicked transient area. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you know, people in and out of there. Yeah. So, the person could have easily. Um. So. I mean, it could be someone from on and off the road highways or the truck stop or... The, the motel people are probably staying right. from their travels. It doesn't sound like a place, uh, a tourist, like it sounds like it's a good place for people to stop off while they're driving. I'll talk about it in a minute, but mm. this, um, this motel is where some truckers would stay. Mm, okay. Now, another contradiction that I saw uh, was that she was lying on the floor, but in the photos in the little like episode that I watched, they showed the crime scene pictures and they had the drawn figure because you know how like for TV they will like draw they'll blur out the figure and draw it where it yeah. is. So they had her like drawn on the bed, but everything I read said that she was on the floor. So I'm really 
not 100% sure. Either way, okay. she's lying on the right side of the bed, either on the bed or on the floor, mm-hmm. in her pajamas in a pool of blood. Okay. There's no signs of forced entry or any struggle. There's no murder weapon found. But as I mentioned, she was stabbed one time. I don't think I mentioned that. She was stabbed one time. Okay. Now, in the room, there's also... So they don't know... Whoever shows up first doesn't know she was stabbed, though. Can't they see the stab wound? They can see a wound, but you said there was no knife or something? Yeah, they didn't find it. Oh, I guess that's true. That it's the medical yeah. examiner that says yeah. she was stabbed. Yeah, oh, so that's, so, that's, so that's yeah. a good point. So you, you, that's not something you would be able to see? No, you're going to you take a guess. They're bleeding a puncture wound or something. You can probably tell it's not a, a gunshot wound. Oh, okay. You know? But yeah, you're not quite that. sure yet. Interesting. On the floor is green floral foam. You know how like floral arrangements they'll put yeah, them in it, the foam. Yeah, and you stick the mm-hmm. the fake flower in there. Yeah, so there's a bunch of that on the floor, like it was oh. like almost tracked in or dropped or whatever. Okay. Now later on, in on the floor of another room that was occupied by a truck driver. Yeah. Um, there was more of that foam that was found in that room, but those are the only two rooms that the foam is found in. Well, h- how did they get to the other room? How did the police get to the other room? I think it was that when the cleaning people, it was from the motel employees. All right, so chronologically, this didn't happen till later. The second room being identified as having the same Right, substance. they didn't find that out until okay. later. Now, they do get in contact with the truck driver that stayed mm-hmm. in that room. He said that he checked in. And immediately just went to sleep as he went in the room and didn't even notice that there was any anything on the floor. Yeah. He took a polygraph and he passed the polygraph. Okay. But, I mean, as we all know, polygraphs aren't. So who was staying 100%. in there before him? They didn't say that they went into that. Okay. Yeah. Then why is this important to our story? Because this is another room. It's ju- I'm, The room yeah. is important that there was green foam on that floor. These are the only two rooms. Uh, Lee's purse and some jewelry is also missing, but police don't believe that robbery was the motive. The rest of the room wasn't torn apart. Why don't they believe it's robbery if the purse and jewelry are missing? Because the rest of the room wasn't torn apart. And she only had, like, I think she it said, like, $20 on her. Yeah, because they got the the purse and the jewelry. So, But there was, like, nothing. She didn't really have any money other than, like, any cash. All right, anyway. I don't understand that, but I'm guessing I, we're going to I was get interested there. to know how you what you would think about that. Because yeah, they said well, you, it didn't you're look just like. just kind of throwing facts at me. You're not kind of walking to me. You're like, you're not. You explain what the crime scene was. Yeah, I'm going through the then, crime scene right now. And then, so the police said there's no purse or jewelry, right? Mm-hmm. It was the, taken because the, they found out that she had that stuff. Right, and then there's just the place wasn't ransacked. It was still in order. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking she probably had a guest, somebody she no knew. No sign of forced entry. Yeah, no sign of forced entry. Somebody, she allowed somebody in. Could have been somebody you knew she met at work. She answered the door, let somebody in. Mm-hmm. But it still could be robbery. Well, okay. I, I guess it doesn't matter because um, she's dead, so it's murder. Right, but motive. I mean, like. Yeah, right, right, right. So you're saying if it was someone that she knew, they wouldn't tear the room apart. They would just go for what she had. Or if they followed her in. Because I kind of like, I feel like if it was someone she didn't know, they would tear apart the room because you don't know what someone's hiding in a hotel room. Yeah, I, I guess. And they pro- you'd have to be tar- like, was she wearing jewelry? You'd have to be par- targeted as having a purse in the first place mm-hmm. or having jewelry. And then someone kind of 
follows you and then kind of bum rushes you, you know, pushes you in the door, stabs you once, throws you in the bed, and see, finds the purse and jewelry and just runs, you know? Yeah. Okay, we'll get there, I imagine. They obviously talk to the motel employees, right? That would be the first people you would go to. Yeah. None of the motel employees remember seeing her go back to her room that night, on Thursday night. So the last time that she was actually seen is by the McDonald's employees when oh. she stopped at McDonald's. What time was that? Did you say seven? I can't remember. Like ten. It was later at okay, night. Okay, ten. Yeah, like around ten. It was later at oh, night. Oh, so maybe she was killed somewhere else and brought back. Well, she was laying in a pool with her blood. That's fair, right. And then, yeah, okay. Um, I'm not feeling how this is a stranger, somebody she didn't know. And how she only been there how long now? Like not even a week. Yeah, we did another case like this. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not feeling how it's a stranger, but okay, let's let's keep going. Okay, so investigators do something that I thought was pretty smart, and I hadn't even, I had, it wouldn't cross my mind, but I'm sure it would have crossed your mind. They ask the McDonald's employees what she, what she got from McDonald's. So I'm assuming they didn't touch on this in any of the articles or the show that I watched, but right. I'm assuming that means that she. Had th- there was no trash, the McDonald's trash was not in the room because they asked the employees yeah. what she bought. Yeah. And they said it was only food for one person. Okay. So that's that a indicated good lead. to yeah. them, yeah, that there was, she yeah. wasn't planning on meeting anyone else and she wasn't with anyone Well, else. that's good. So food for one person and there was no McDonald's food in the in the room. They didn't say it so at all. So she probably ate, and even in so the, she the pictures had it there they then. They didn't see it. So she ate, was it to go or did, or? Didn't say. Uh, no, so, it's uh, no. I'm sorry. It was to go, and she did take it back to her room. So either she threw it away, or it looks like maybe the murderer would have taken it and thrown it away. Okay. Because he did. He did clean up like the the knife. He took the knife. The knife was not there. They can never. They, the murder weapon has never been found. Oh, yeah. so, but we don't know if it's like a. Well, it's a hotel, so it's not like a kitchen knife or anything like that. So it's some something that the the bad guy brought with him. Yeah, that's what it appears. Okay. Okay, so the next thing on their list for things to do is they look at potential serial killers because they think that it could just be they it's just one of them. Yeah, you know we've talked about this. You start, you start just combing the local databases and police departments and what's going on at the time in the area. You know, serial killer is a good one. You know, is there somebody stalking people in that area based on the transient environment? Yeah, because I'll talk about it later, but there, this she was one of three other homicides that had just happened. Like this, there wasn't a lot of homicides happening in this area for a long time, uh-huh. but sh- this just in like a short period of time, mm-hmm. it had been happening. And oh. then at the same motel a few months later, um, I'll talk about that again. Someone else w- it will be murdered as well. Is there so, any um, um, motive? Or mo or or signature rather. No, just that it was compares all these three together. I think the other ones were stabbings as well. Okay, well that at least that's that's that. Yeah. Yeah, but it they just look into the potential that it, it could okay. be connected. And then in yeah. a motel, I think they were thinking truck driver from the start too, just because of the truck, mm-hmm. the the truck stops being so close, and then the other truck driver being in the room where the other phone was found. So I mean. Okay. Serial killers sometimes tend to be there. Are, a lot of them have been truck drivers. So yeah, yeah. Don't mean to generalize, but two men then come forward uh, that are potential witnesses. Is this still in the immediate 
aftermath of the invest of the yes. thing. Okay. Yes. One person describes someone who was lurking around the hotel and then he disappeared. And then another person describes a similar man that was not far from Lee's room carrying flowers. So that like kind of piques their interest because again of the the green foam floral foam that was found in her room so like in the episode one of the detectives talks about how like you know as a woman staying in a motel she probably wouldn't answer the door for anyone but if it looked like it was like a flower delivery person delivery from her husband maybe yeah or her husband showed up and killed her potentially that's where yeah they go there okay did i just ruin it (laughs) <laughs> no, um, that is the that's going to be the yeah. running theory. But he so okay, we'll get there. So he has so, an alibi. Yeah. So now we're right. So now okay, let's go back to the investigation. We're piecing together some things here, and it looks like uh, I agree with the police. Right? Like, oh, someone saw somebody carrying flowers. There's evidence of of sort of a flower. And you know what? This is interesting. They might have had the fake flowers because that's what that stuff is mm-hmm. for. I don't think that's for real flowers. They is do it, it for real flowers they? because they can soak, they uh. soak that green stuff in water. I think for real flowers, it's wet. And then yeah. for fake flowers, it's dry. Okay. Then, then, so you're right. Knocking on the door, flower delivery. Hey, it's possible that because the bad guy's like, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. I, I go somewhere else. But she, what the bad guy doesn't know is she's thinking, Oh, maybe my husband sent me uh-huh. some flowers. That late at night, though. Yeah, I don't know. We're just trying to pe- we're just trying to come up with ideas here. Because uh, I'll talk about the autopsy in a minute. And the yeah. medical examiner said that she had been well, dead for at least twelve hours. Well, that's so we know important. It was yeah. at night. So twelve. Uh, so like, mm. and so what time did they find her body again? Oh, I guess midnight. Twelve. It was like twelve twenty-seven p.m. So twelve hours. That was like what midnight? Is that midnight? I can't. Right. Remember, she went to McDonald's. So. Um, mm-hmm. So McDonald's for lunch. McDonald's for lunch. Yeah, that's, and then, that's midnight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, midnight. So. Dinner. Okay. McDonald's for dinner. Well, like that four. would be later than four. 12 hours well, later. She, no, she got back. I think it was like 10, 11. It was late. She got back later at night. So she wasn't. I don't think she was back at the motel very long before she was murdered. And they found her at 12. The next afternoon, yes. Oh, the next afternoon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah, 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 yeah. Thursday, gotcha, she gotcha, went gotcha. boating on Thursday yeah, yeah, gotcha, and then gotcha. Friday. Gotcha, okay. She didn't show up for work or the... All right, I wasn't listening. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> okay, good. Thank you very much. Okay, hold on. I scrolled down. I got to scroll back up. Okay, so the witnesses. Mm-hmm. That's where we left off. So they just, they have, they are able to come up with... A potential suspect, maybe just like a, um, a suspicious man that was just around the building. One of them had flowers and the men had seen him kind of close to where Lee's room was. So, mm-hmm. again, they don't really have anything, though. There's no evidence. The no, murderer but they're, took they're, everything. But Those, they're going through theories and they're yep. knocking off leads and stuff. So the best they can. You want to talk about the autopsy first before I talk about her husband? Yeah, so, okay, so they're out, hold on, so they're investigating the track, they got witnesses, they got the crime scene, so yes, naturally the next thing that's going to happen is uh, the autopsy, and they're going to get that to the police, so what happened? So, Dr. Samuel Rosa Potawatomi is the county's medical examiner. Okay. She says that Lee died from a single knife wound to the heart, inflected from the front left side. Oh, wow. Yeah, so the police believe that 
the person responsible has killed before because of how accurate of a stab wound it is. Yeah, that's usually uh, like when you're stabbing someone in a fit of rage. Yeah, uh, I'm. You're not looking for the heart. You're just going yeah. in. Usually ends up ends ends up in the gut or something like that. I I don't. That's when police say it's a, yeah. lo- a crime of passion because it's what it's just like for stabbing yeah, yeah. usually and but, when you're but yeah this is, this seems calculated though. But how does she? Was she sleeping? Like, how do they, you know? Yeah, that's interesting because, like, no fight. There is really no other yeah, wounds. There's yeah. no, you know what I mean? She was found in her pajamas. And if she was on the bed. Oh, she was in her pajamas. So this yeah, means she, was in her pajamas. she answered the door for somebody. Well, so, again, the crime scene photos had her drawn on the bed. From the crime scene photo that I saw on the TV show, it looks like she might have just been sleeping. But they don't talk. They don't talk about this in any of the articles or on yeah, the show. Okay, because right. remember she was found in her mm-hmm. in the pool of blood. Yeah. So it kind of looks like someone came in. But then that would mean the door would have to have been unlocked. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm like, she opened the door for somebody, let somebody in. So then, what? How did he? No, she. Because she was stabbed on the bed. There was would, no other right. blood. The it blood wouldn't was have on been a stranger because she was in her pajamas. So this is why I'm like, and the husband um, showed up. Uh-huh. That's where police go also. Yeah. He um, has a strong alibi, so it yeah, wasn't I'm, him. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, and the husband showed up. It for sure physically up. wasn't him. He physically was not there. Okay. I'll tell you that. <laughs> okay, but, right. The, the reason I like him is because, mm-hmm. okay, so, first of all, she's there by herself. It sounds like, and the scene sounds like, she let somebody in, but she's laying in the bed in her pajamas, mm-hmm. unless somebody changed her afterwards. But you said she was bleeding out. Yeah, right? she was laying in so her pool of blood. So it's not likely. It's not likely that she had someone in the room that she had just met, and she'd be in her pajamas. Mm-hmm. So I can I spoil it a little bit? I got the no. I got I got okay. the husband, or, or she was having an affair. But I have the husband. I like the husband for this. Mm-hmm. Police go there, too. Okay. We'll get there. We'll get there. All right. Uh, she was also sexually assaulted, and they do take biological evidence. But she had her pajamas on? Mm-hmm. So then maybe he, the person did dress her and then killed her. Yeah. Okay. This is a tough one. So that's where I... Okay, so that's... Scene, yeah. So she lets him in. Yeah. He sexually assaults her, and then... Okay, so that makes more sense to me. I forgot about that part. There was no, like, she didn't get smashed to the head or anything like that? Nope. She Okay, so now here's the other interesting part. She had, I forgot about this part, too. She had been bound and gagged. And the reason I forgot about this part is because he took the ligatures and the tape with him. Okay, Hannah. I know. Is, I'm, I'm going through Im- my list. This is important here, yes. okay? So I ha- Look, I have it. It's so somebody came to the door. Mm-hmm. And they rushed her. She he, he grabbed her, tied her tied her up by himself. Maybe there's more than one person, but he tied her up. Maybe held her at knife point, tied her up, and put her in the bed. Sex assaulted, then stabbed her. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then he takes the tape and the ligatures with him too. Okay, I know it it's hard for you to explain that because we're going through the. You don't, yeah. we don't know this till later, right? Yeah. So okay, okay. Yeah, so the, but they're able to no. Then just explain that when we get to the end, like oh well, the crime because because I'm responding to how the crime scene is right. That's mm-hmm. likely how the police responded too. Yeah, right. So they don't know any of this they yet. Didn't, they didn't find out about right. the ligatures and the tape okay. until right. the autopsy is then done. Then let's let's 
let okay so for right now i like the husband mm-hmm. like the police do because of all the reasons that i talked about right and right? now we've gotten all to right. this part of the so autopsy. now we're in the autopsy and what does the autopsy reveal that she had been bound, bound and gagged and sexually assaulted okay and the ligatures and tape there was tape on her mouth and eyes They're okay not found in the room okay so now the police are saying the okay so now this is new information the police are saying hold on somebody got in and subdued her bound and gagged her and took this stuff with them because mm-hmm. there's they searched the place and there's n- it's not there. Yeah, okay. nowhere around her. All right, Wep- that, the that, murder weapon also. Okay, that that explains that a little bit more. So yeah. like that's calculated, especially for 1982. Like the person took mm, yeah. the tape and the ligatures or whatever they used uh, to. Right. So what they didn't. So and the murder weapon. They took the tape because you can get fingerprints and DNA and stuff. You know. I, I just think that's smart for 1982. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Because this is still um, like before really DNA. Because, yeah. so you yeah, remember, right. you remember yeah. what I mentioned? They took biological evidence. So it's not until I have it lower later in my notes. I yeah. want to say 2001 that they find out that that's a male profile. I mean, obviously, but they, they don't find out. They don't have like a confirmation that it's a male yeah. DNA profile. Okay, all right. So this later. is so they have more information. This person is is cleaning up after themselves. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and th- so, as I mentioned, the autopsy also reveals that she had been dead for about twelve hours before mm-hmm. she was yeah. found. So yeah. good night. Now, her. So the medical examiner s- tells a local newspaper that her murder, and I quote, could have been sexually motivated. But then police go on to say there's no evidence backing that statement up. Why? Like, why would the medical examiner say that? Why would they? Are they allowed well, to talk to news? Well, because the victim was sexually assaulted. But why would they? Like, they're not the investigators, though. Yeah, why would I, d- they I don't make know. That decision I, I, to tell? I, I That's don't, weird I don't to me. Know. That seems I don't know. Yeah. harmful. But the police do go out to say that there's no evidence. But like. If it's a sexual but assault, but there is evidence. Yeah, that's what. So that's why I'm confused. Like, why would they say no? Wouldn't you think that it was? Yeah, yeah. She's sexually assaulted. So. So I, I don't know. I thought. That and was but uh, I see. So the thing is, the sexual assault could have been like a byproduct, you know, uh, an afterthought because robbery too. You know, there's jewelry and and purse missing. But they didn't even think that was the motivation. Okay, this is weird. Yeah, the it's just I thought it was all weird. right. And then I mentioned, so three months later, April of 1982, Linda Mayfield, who's 21 years old, she was stabbed to death at the Starlight Motel in Council Bluffs. A witness described the murderer as a Caucasian male, 26 to 28 years old, five foot seven to five foot ten, clean shaven, wearing blue jean jacket and light blue pullover with an emblem on it, having lots of body hair that came over the collar of his shirt and remembered somehow his name being Chris. So at some point they spoke or mm-hmm. something. And that murder remains unsolved as well. But police, when that happened, looked at the possible connections just like all of the other. How many months after was this? Three. Three? Okay. Yeah, this is April of 1982. All right. How close is that hotel? I did not look that information up. All right. I'm sorry, because <laughs> it was just a quick... Yeah, I mean... It's wh- in Council Bluff, so I don't yeah, think it's why, very far. Why would I want details? I'm... <laughs> It was just, <laughs> we're not talking about her murder. That's You're right. Why. Good, good point. Good point. All right. Okay. I, but I, I remember sitting down and being like, I should look more into that because he's going to ask me questions about that. Yep. But I. <laughs> 
earlier we were talking and it ended up with me saying, Hannah, if you're going to tell, if, if something happens to you and you say to yourself, I should probably tell my dad this story or I'd like to tell my dad this story. If you get to the answer that, yes, I need to tell my dad this story. What questions do I not have answered? What details do I not have? Otherwise, don't tell dad the story. Okay, but you know, I, it's funny because I, I know this to be true. When yeah, I, I You guys, when I came to dad with this idea of the podcast, before I even like officially came to you with it, mm-hmm. I did all the research yeah. before because I said in my head, I was like, I if I ask him to do this, he's yeah. going to want to know all of this information. Yeah, and she did a good job. So yeah. I did all of the research into how to start it before mm-hmm. I even came to you. And I said, yeah. look, here's all the, the yeah, information. Yeah, she did. She did a good job. I was compelled to say yes, I guess. So I know this. Okay. All right. So. Anyway. Yeah. So they just. So that's just, well, how this is just something that happens. So did they compare notes on that? Is it the same? Police well, it's the department? same police department. Yeah, okay. it's still, we're still in Council Bluff, so all it's right. the same police department. Right. So obviously, when it happens, they're just like, "Oh no, is this the same person? Is yeah, it happening okay. again?" Right. Type of thing. Okay, so now we're going to talk about the husband. All right, so they obviously have to tell the husband that the wife's dead, and the parents. Her parents are living in Texas, too. Okay. By the way, all right. And where's the husband live again? He's back in Michigan. Michigan. That's yeah. right. So he's pending moving out there with her. Yes. Yes something interesting that I will go on to talk about, but I just want to let you know now her husband happens to have a prior murder conviction. Yeah. <laughs> so can you see why they want to drill down on him? Mm-hmm. You you can't like, they don't find this out until after they start. So speaking he, was convic- to him. he did time in jail. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh how, we'll talk. We'll talk about how it. old is uh, this, is this couple. He at this time is 39. She's 32. What did he kill someone who was 18? 17. 17. Mm hmm. He received 75 years, but he did not serve 75 years. No. How long did he? 75 to life, but he did not. And then she married him? Twice. Right. Yeah. Uh, Her family goes on to say that they had no idea, so it's unclear if she really knew also. It's unclear if she knew. Possible not. Yeah. Uh, So it wasn't a juvenile record that was sealed? Mm -mm -mm. Because he was 17. Yeah, he must have been tried as an adult. Okay. He was originally sentenced to death for that murder, but then they he got a new trial based off of the way that his confession was obtained. The judge, the Supreme Court, didn't like how his uh, confession was obtained. I have the that I have the okay. the thing. All right, and so they gave him a new trial, but he was still convicted a second time and then yeah. given life. I, I so you heard me get there right, and I uh-huh. don't know how these cases end up. You just present them, uh-huh. and I'm like, I like the husband for all these reasons. Mm-hmm. And then they go and do a little check in the system, and they find out he's out on parole or probation or whatever. Yeah, the parole board gave him. Pro, yeah. You know, but I don't. They, he wasn't on. They probation, released him for ah, homicide. So they said we they, like that would not be ethical if they didn't pursue the husband. Right. Right. Okay. So he so, is cooperative with police. I'm sorry, you were going to say something. No, so they go knock on his door somehow. Do, do they fly out there or do they have the he, local police? So he goes to them. He does. Yeah. He says, I'll come to you. He's very cooperative with yeah, them. This, yeah. I, he's been through this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's like, I'm not getting another rap. Devil's advocate, maybe he's like, yeah, let me be cooperative. Let me, yeah. let's Whatever. not let them like get a false confession out of me because he says that he, it was a false confession. So he goes down there. He's very cooperative. They like I said, they talked to her family and they didn't really know much. Her family had only met him three times, a total of three times. They didn't really know much about him. God, she's so intelligent and highly educated. What the hell? 
She fell in love. And then her yeah. job took her them away from her family. Yeah, so like yeah, they just yeah. weren't home for them him to well, be able to be around been, them. Must have cleaned up his act or something, you know? Yeah. Um, her family says that they seemed happy. All right. Um, so then when they speak to him, he tells them pretty much the same thing that like he hadn't met her family very often. Her job took them away. Mm. They were happy. He's the one that points them to the missing items. He asks specifically about her purse and her wallet, a watch and the things in her purse and all of that. So he's the one that originally points them to that and says, where's all that stuff? Where's all? Oh, because I took it to make it look like it was a robbery. So where is all that stuff? He says that he spoke with Lee the night that she died or I guess Thursday night. Right. About the move and when he would be getting their mobile home and taking it down to Iowa. And then and when that all would happen. And that Uh was the last time they spoke. So that night, Thursday night, when she got back to the Uh hotel, that's when they spoke. All right. Last. So like right before she's she's murdered. He he points them to the um, okay to the purse and all that. Right. The wallet, the jewelry, everything that was missing. Right. And they now they specifically pointed that out. I didn't get that from any of the articles that came from. By the way, this was a Paul is on episode. Oh, good. Good. And they mentioned it in the episode and the way they talked about it, it seemed like they thought it was kind of suspicious that he was like, where is all that stuff? Mm-hmm. Which like you said, yeah, because he, like, stole, cause it. he stole it. This mm. is, I'm, I'm liking this guy. Okay. Well, I'm liking him for the murder. Is what I'm saying. Right. I know what you mean. His alibi. He says that he had been working at a filling station. I don't know what that is. Gas nor- station. Oh, okay. 1980s. Yeah. Filling Iowa. station. Gas station. Yeah. Is that the Midwest? Yeah. The Midwest yeah. are the ones that they yeah. name Gas things station, differently. Yeah. Okay, okay. Filling station. The night of the 24th until 10 p.m. Maybe that's why I thought 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. Until 10 p.m. Um, and remember, I said that they're nine hours apart, a drive. Right. Nine, nine hours, hours drive. Yeah, okay. Which is also kind of convenient. So his boss did confirm his alibi. Um, when asked where he was the next morning, because again, remember, she wasn't found until 12 in the afternoon. He said that he was delivering flowers. <gasps> what? Where? In Michigan. His boss for that also confirms that he was in Michigan delivering flowers. They physically saw him at a house delivering flowers in Michigan. Still nine hours away. But here's So that's the like thing. a crazy coincidence. It's not. It's, or it's it, not. So so he, this is this fits the story like he would mm-hmm. he would have come up with this story, you know, to tell. Now I'm thinking he he had someone go kill his um, wife. Well, why would because, he need to though? Because he's still nine hours away. Like he, there no, are no. two people that put him physically in Michigan. Right. But what I'm saying is the story, because we believe it, there's a possibility that somebody was delivering flowers to the wife to right. get her to answer the door. Right. And guess what? He's in this business part time or whatever he's doing. Mm-hmm. So he would have come up with this story, right? So it's it's now it's saying oh like he yeah. would have said here go deliver her flowers she'll open the door because yeah, she because knows I do this it could be from me and and he's familiar with the game yeah. with the with the business uh, now I'm thinking sense. now I'm thinking that he maybe hired somebody let me let me ask you how long has he been out of jail before they get married do you know that hold on I have to scroll because the they're gonna, I do know how long he's yeah, been out of jail they're gonna um they're gonna look at all this he was released from prison on that murder charge in 1978 and then i said they got married august 15th of let me scroll back up 1978 Ooh, 
They got married. Do you see what I'm saying? They got married the same year. Do you see what I'm saying? What month like, did he get released? Hold on. I don't know if I have the month. And this is 79, So this is only four years later. Okay. So let's. Oh, let's, they got married. I, I wonder how they met. I didn't see how they met. So listen, <gasps> let's let's pause for a second. So, so here's the thing. They met in 78. He went to jail for how long? He was he was given seventy five to life. Nineteen sixty, May first, nineteen sixty. Okay, nineteen sixty. So he goes to jail sixty seven. So like eight, eighteen years, he gets out on parole. He meets his new wife right away mm-hmm. and gets married right away. And don't then, forget, they did get divorced and then remarried. And divorced, remarried. So we don't know what's going on there, right? So so they mm-hmm. the police are putting this guy's background together, and now they're saying, you know what? And he's the flower delivery guy. I, I, I get that he has a um an alibi. Mm-hmm. Physically he wasn't here, but it's possible he had something to do with this. So they're gonna that, stick with this guy. At that point in time they rule him out because of his alibi. They rule him out. Uh-huh. He he didn't do the murder. Right. But for me, yeah, the fact that he's delivering flowers also mm-hmm. as a job. That's yeah. It, like it's a sto- like that's a not a coincidence. Like that that the theory is somebody knocked on the door delivering flowers. Mm-hmm. This is an idea he would have gotten while he was because delivering flowers there, yeah. because working on flowers. So, I, okay, so they, okay, so they clear this knucklehead. Yep, they they clear right. him at the time. I think um, I think he had something to do with it, for sure. Well. All right. Is that where we're gonna end it? We're yeah. Gonna end it on the cliffhanger yeah, for everyone. Yeah. So let's tune in next week and 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 see where this investigation takes us. So that's it for this week. Come back next week and we'll have the rest of the story for you. As always, you can follow us on Instagram at True Crime Archives Podcast and Twitter at TC Archives Pod. Also, we haven't in a while asked you guys to go give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. but we now have that ability on Spotify. Mm-hmm. So if you could also go over to Spotify and give us a five-star review, we would love to hear from you what you're enjoying about listening to us. And we will be here next week. Later. Bye.